Hello, hello, and welcome to the Pick and Play Show. Today, Leo and myself are going to be breaking down various topics around the NBA. We're going to be chopping into it. Let's go ahead and chop it down. Uh, who want to bet us that we don't touch let us stack cheddars forever live treacherous all the etceteras to the death of us me and my confidence you shine you feel the ambiance y'all niggas just rhyme body else don't accumulates like snow we don't just shine we illuminate the whole show you feel me factions from the other side would love to kill me spill three quarts of my blood into the street let alone the heat fuck em. so leo this is nba this is your territory Take it away, man. I'm following your lead here. All right, my boy. Well, we're going to start off a little a little different. We're going to start off in a little different direction. Uh, before we were live here, you were telling me about your March Madness plans. Today's March 3rd as we're recording this, mm -hmm. so that's coming up, coming up very soon. Uh, so why don't you tell me what what's the game plan for March Madness? What what do you do you have uh do you have some some teams that you already want to put a little taste on? What well, give me the full rundown. What's March Madness look like for you? It it's going to be chaos. So we used to go to Ocean City, Maryland, and there's the original Green Turtle there where we're somewhat locals. Used to go a lot a lot. Haven't gone like a year pandemic shit. But but the first week of March Madness is normally always on the same week as St. Patty's Day. So it really turns into a bloodbath week. Uh, this is the least prepared I am for March Madness. Um, I've got a whole thing. This year we're going to got people coming over. We'll just literally like camp out. Last year we had like 18 people in my house. People in every room passed out for all four days. And it was just fucking madness. And That sounds like a good time. It was a great time. It was taxing, but it was a great time. Uh, it looks like we're going to do it again. So I like to go. There's a local casino near me, Charlestown, West Virginia, Hollywood Casino. And I like to get the bet slips of whatever I'm going to do. And I actually have a friend who's really into college basketball. He played um, played D1. Um, so I, I rely on him for, like, what bets we're going to do. So – we what we'll do is we'll go up there and we'll get all these bets printed out and like individual bet slips and I, you could do it on your phone but i like doing these weird bets we'll be like how far will the team advance how many like sec teams will advance we actually picked baylor last year to win the whole thing so got that right um and we'll put the bet slips and i've got this like two foot cork board and we'll just pin them to the cork board in the room and so it's like the bets are going, you know, you scratch them fucking out if they don't work. And if they do, you're you know, everyone's cheering. So uh, we got a whole thing. We uh, do. do you have a strategy? Do you go into it with a team that you like? Let's say uh, I like Duke, you know, yeah. let's say I, 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 I haven't watched college basketball in a couple years now, so I don't actually know what's going on over there. But let, let's say you like Duke or let's say you like Arizona. Yeah. Uh, are you following them no matter what the matchup is? How do you decide who you're betting on? Indiscriminately. So I don't really <laughs> – I, I, I rely on my friend Brett. Shout out, Brett uh, Burrier. He um, – I'm going to listen to him. Uh, he watches college basketball. He stays in touch with the pods. I'm going to sit there. I see, and, I see. Like, you I'm, have an expert on your team. Right, and I'm going to rely on him. And then every once in a while, you know, you're like, I'm just not feeling that team or something like that, and you, like, scratch the bet or whatever. But, yeah, I rely on him. Um, I'm a Maryland fan, which means I don't get to watch basketball and enjoy it in college. <laughs> um, you said you're a Duke fan, so the thing is, being a Duke fan, you're like, oh, I don't watch it. Yeah, I bet you think your team's in the top five, though. 
<laughs> no, no, I, it is. They're the top. I, five. I'm a USF fan. Oh, you uh, are that's now. That's where I went right. to school. I went oh, to. Right. I went that's to USF. Right. I, I'm a fan, which means that I don't get to participate in college basketball <laughs> okay. or or collegiate sports at all. Yeah. Uh, I just okay. don't really get to participate in anything except like women's soccer and, and baseball. I think those are the two things that USF's good at. That's right. I still got. I still got. Uh, old memories stuck in my brain from that old memories um no i'd say the last time that i watched college basketball was i want to say 2019 and that's a perfect segue into where i want to go first uh the last time i watched was when i was paying attention to murray state in 2019 murray state had a had a nice little point guard prospect over there 6'3 174 pounds of ja morant oof yeah have you have you watched John Morant in the last week, in the last couple of days, have have you seen John Morant? Because John in the last week he's gone for forty and he's gone for fifty in two separate games and super efficient while he's doing it. And I feel Did like do it only twenty two shots. Yes, yeah, and it was all buckets. He got <laughs> to the free insane. throw line like four times. It, it was like four free throws, two assists. Dominated. And it wasn't even like he was lighting it up from three. You know, sometimes you see a 50-point game and the player's like 9 of 16 from yeah. three, and you're like, okay, between that, free throws, some fast breaks, I see how you got to 50. No, this is 50 of like mid-range floaters. I know. <laughs> 50 of dunking on people, hit the most insane half-court, or not half-court, but a, a buzzer beater at the halftime where, where – where who was it? Uh, Adams throws the full court yeah, pass Adams. and he catches Underrated it midair, twists his body, almost a three pointer, and just just all net. It is. Look, I, the the Memphis Grizzlies. Tell me a reason they can't win the whole thing. That's what I came in here to talk to you about. I've I've been thinking. I've been doing some thinking, and my question is two prong really. Should, do we need to be taking them seriously as a, a title contender? And and since you asked me first, I'm going to answer first. You got to say yes. You got to say yes yeah. because John Morant right now is a supernova. He's a supernova. He, he's he's the hottest player in the league. At least he's got to be in the top three. I mean, you could debate uh, DeMar DeRozan. You could probably debate a couple people right now for the hottest player in the league. Luka is on fire right now. But you can't tell me any team wants to go up against Ja right now. He's averaging nearly 28 points a game right now, almost seven to six, six rebounds, shooting 50% from the floor, 34% from three, 75% from the line. We'd like to see the, the free throw percentage come up a little bit more. But, I mean, Ja Morant, how old is Ja Morant? 22, 22 years old. He's not even 23 yet. It's insane. So what I have to ask you here, is it time that we put Ja in the MVP conversation? Is it too late for a late entry into the, uh, uh, into the MVP conversation? Because uh, let, me lay out the, uh, let me lay out the case for him. Yeah. Sure. Career highs across the board. Across the board. He's shooting a career high field goal percentage, a career high three point percentage, uh, a career high free throw percentage, a career high in points, career high, well, not career high in assists. The assists are down a little bit, but you get the point. He's having a career year. He's having a superstar year, and he's got the Grizzlies fighting for that number two seed in the, in the West. I feel like that should. That that's enough of a resume, in my opinion. I mean, if Jokic down there in the sixth seed is is supposed to be this juggernaut for MVP this year, then I feel like Ja has to be in that conversation. No, here he is. Joel Embiid is in the driver's seat, minus one ten, which almost feels like insurmountable. They're gonna destroy. I'm gonna let Embiid get it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, right now, I, I would have to give it to Embiid, but it was just job along in the conversation. But I got to be honest with you, if it just comes to a pure value perspective, he's he's thirteen to one. Demar Derozan's twelve to one. Giannis is five fifty. Jokic is three thirty. And I'm going to agree with you. How in the shit is Jokic three thirty in the sixth seed? How is that possible? I don't get it. Because I don't get the it. The argument for for Jokic when when people make the argument is normally you're arguing against Giannis and Embiid, and you just say, hey, well, he doesn't have his guys. But John Morant, I mean, it's not like he's playing with a cast of All NBA guys over right. there. Like there, there's no other All Star over there. There's not even close to another All Star over there. They just play great as a unit, and he's the engine. Yeah. So if if Jokic is such He's held as such a standard where now he he's they're discussing can you take the MVP away from is it him or is it Embiid? Some of the stats nerds say that Jokic is hands down the MVP. Sure, I'm not rolling with that. So at yeah. some point wins matter. At some point wins fucking matter. Like it just does. Like where you rank in your division, you got to beat your division. Look, I'm all for you. I don't understand him at six seed. You mean to tell me this guy could be in the play-in game and is the MVP? Ugh. Yeah, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. Last year, and I'm a huge Jokic fan. Like, I don't want to get it fucked up here. Right, sure, he's got his MVP also, you know. And he won it last year. I just feel like if if you're going to win back-to-back MVPs, you need to be doing some next-level dominant shit. You know what I mean? You need to be doing something that's making me turn on the TV. I have to turn on the TV every night. And to be honest with you, I am turning the TV on every night. And more often than not, I'm I'm turning the Grizzlies on. Uh, if I have to choose, he's must must see TV right now. I'm all the way with you. And here's if if you're gonna follow that whole Jokic thing, then you got to put DeRozan and the two seed in the Chicago Bulls above him too. Like I agree with you where Ja is because of how good. The, I mean, they're the three seed. They're the three seed. The, what are we talking about? Jokic is higher than MVP. Why is he higher than DeRozan and Ja Morant? I don't know. And the more so I think about it, the more up. I think that Ja, maybe Ja needs to be in that conversation yes. for a sneaky dark horse MVP. You know, and, and we're talking like, okay, Embiid is probably going to be the winner. And and I'm not mad at, at Embiid. I've, I've been on, on this show and on the internet and whoever will listen to me saying Joel Embiid's the MVP for, where, where are we, 70% of the season right now? Yep. But 21 to go. where we sit right now, Ja has his team in a better position than Joel Embiid does. Ja has his team in a better position than DeMar DeRozan does. Ja has his team in a better position than Nikola Jokic does. Ja has his team in a better position than uh, Giannis does. So why isn't Ja the MVP? 43 wins is more than any team in the East. That's what the Memphis Grizzlies have. 43-20. and 20. Denver Nuggets 36-26. Honest to God, if you want to follow any of the numbers, you really should have Ja one. I'm with you. I'm with you in agreement. And I think they could be the second maybe seed. Maybe it's a hot take. But second it's, seed. It, right. If if you hand me a vote right now and you tell me, Leo, vote with your heart. Don't vote based on narrative or the advanced stats or the this or the that. Just vote with your heart. Ja would get my MVP vote if I had a vote. How about 52 advanced point stats right to get down 122 shots? Like, how about <laughs> <laughs> like, or 28 shots or whatever? Still fucking crazy shit. I mean, he's number six in scoring in the NBA, 26 and uh, 27.6 a game. He's so, as a six three point guard. 
Yeah. It's insane. And, and I mean, I get the the numbers with Embiid look great this year, and we might as well transition right over to Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia Sixers because that's sure. where I want to take us next here. Joel Embiid's looking like the MVP, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm here to talk about how James Harden joined the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, like, when we did our last episode, he hadn't actually played a game yet, so uh-huh. me and you were just kind of spitballing. We were mm-hmm. saying that it was going to be dominant. But, you know, we didn't actually know. Turns out we knew. We knew. Turns, <laughs> turns out we knew. Not only does James Harden look great out there yeah. physically, but the basketball touch, it hasn't gone anywhere. We were asking, does James have anything left in the tank? The tank is on like 75%. We just didn't know. Yeah. Well, here's, here's something. Um, James Harden, third in the NBA in minutes per game. Thought that was interesting. Lot of, yeah, lot he's of, been one of the leaders in minutes per game for a few years now. He's a tank. It's just casual 37. You know, the, the when you think of someone who's quit on a team, you really don't put into a brain that they're playing the third most minutes per game out of, out of anybody. It kind of puts things in perspective, huh? Like KD's hurt. Kyrie yeah. is on his PTO at half the season. You got me out here playing 38 a game said, with that. nobody. He said, fuck that. <laughs> said I, I left shape. Houston for this very reason. Get me the fuck out of here. They look ridiculous. Honestly, I looked it up. Um, I, I, I looked up something else, which we'll bring up later. But I saw James Harden 37, and I went, man, you know, everyone talks about loafing this, that. They were, he was on the court nonstop. Like, it was capital punishment what they were doing to that man. I mean, because Kyrie's only judged on games that he plays in. This is minutes per game. This isn't even like, you know, you, you know, you have to play every game. And Kyrie's not even up here. Like, even the game Kyrie plays, he's on a load restriction. And, and now you got James Harden just having to play the whole fucking time. I, I think Philly looks crazy. Did you watch what they did to the Knicks? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about last night? Uh, They've played them back-to-back games now. Both so, games. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I saw them both. Oh, how about <laughs> Embiid fouling out Robinson and uh, what's the guy's name? Lee? Len? Alex Len, yeah. Alex Len. Alex Len. He fouls out Alex Len and Robinson, and it's like, what are y'all going to do? <laughs> like, Nothing. Not a damn thing. There's 10 minutes left in the game. You don't have a center. And then the other team has Joel Embiid. I was like, this is criminal. It it Imagine what that's going to look like in the playoffs, as oh. long as the refs give Embiid his calls, you know? And they went, he's saying, they were letting them get away with it. He would get the ball, smile at Mitchell Robinson, get his big ass in the air, and lean into him. I was like, this is, this is cruelty. And he's just throwing Len at him, throwing Robinson. And Robinson, I think Robinson's a nice piece, man. I think Al Robinson's athletic. I think he's got good feet. I think he's got good hands. I think he's, you know, a monster in the boards. And Pure LMP just ragdolled the fucking guy. And then ragdolled the backup. And then they play two nights later, and the 76ers do it again. They just slowly closed in on the Knicks and strangled the I mean, they strangled the fuck out of him on mid floor. They just strangled the fuck and left the body and walked away. And they, left. you know, what I thought was great about last night's game is that if you watch the first half, the Sixers they're just not really in rhythm. The Knicks jump <laughs> yeah. out to a double digit lead. You know, it's it's not looking great for Philly. And then the third quarter starts, and 
I don't, I don't, I didn't write down exactly how many possessions in a row it was. Yeah. But to start the third quarter, it's James Harden to Joel Embiid three pointer. James Harden to Joel Embiid and one layup. James Harden to Joel Embiid dunk. James Harden dunk. And, and you're just looking at the TV like, yo, what the fuck is uh, anyone yeah. supposed to do with this? Nothing. Nothing. Like. <laughs> They played them back-to-back. This was like, okay, make adjustments and play us. And they beat them 123. In the second half, the the Knicks scored, what is this, 46 points, and the Philadelphia 76ers scored 68. <laughs> they were like, how about you fucking don't? <laughs> that, yeah, I watched that game. I was like, how are they down 12? And they turned around. I was like, all right, well, that was quick. So I got some numbers for you. They've played three games together so far. Now, granted, one game against the Timberwolves, two games against the Knicks. So, I mean, we can't run to the newspaper about these stats. But in the three games that James Harden and Joel Embiid have played together, Joel Embiid is averaging 33 points, 10 rebounds, shooting 47%. We'd like to see the field goal percentage come up a little bit, but that'll come. James Harden, 27 points, 9 rebounds. On 59% shooting. I'm pretty sure he's averaging like 10 assists or 9 or close to 10 assists. So almost at a triple-double for James Harden. But those those two players aren't the reason why I bring the stats up. I bring the stats up for the third piece that's emerged in Philly. And this could be critical if this is going to sustain. Tyrese Maxey all of a sudden looks like a superstar playing next to James Harden and Joel Embiid, averaging 25 a game (laughs) on 64% shooting since James Harden joins the Sixers. Now, I bring this up not only to give Tyrese Maxey his flowers because he's looking fucking amazing out there, but I got to give flowers to someone else. I got to give Daryl Morey his flowers, man, because there there were rumors. There were rumors that the Nets said we need Maxie in the deal and that Morey stood on his two feet and was like, fuck you. You're not getting Maxie. You can have Seth Curry. You can have Ben Simmons. You can have Andre Drummond. You will not have Maxie, and I will not discuss this any further. And he got the deal done, and now Tyrese Maxey looks like a future NBA All-Star, playing next to James Harden, playing next to Joel Embiid. Tobias Harris is still there, you know? <laughs> Barely. Like, this team is... <laughs> I don't know if he's still there. We got to be honest. <laughs> Someone might have to look at the back. He's, he's going to show up on milk cartons in another week. Hey, look, but Tobias Harris... All right, Tobias Harris at his price, you're not... Yeah. You're probably not happy with the production. Mm-mm. But if Tobias Harris is your number four guy all of a sudden because Embiid, <laughs> yeah. Harden, and Maxi are cooking, if, if Harris is your four guy, you're sitting in great it, shape. It's disgusting if he's your four. It's disgusting. Uh, it, it, and to your point, talking about Maxi, I pulled up the play-by-play you're talking about. I'm going to read off this landslide that you talked about. You mentioned that it was like the 76ers just turned around and pummeled the shit out of the Knicks. Yeah, that third quarter? Here it is. Here's the sequence. And guess who kicks it all off? Maxie. Maxie, one free throw, two free throws, 77 to 66. Maxie, three-point jumps per shot, 48 scores, 
Randall scores, Embiid scores, Harden scores, Harden scores, Joel Embiid scores, Niang scores, Maxi scores, Maxi scores, uh, quickly scores, Maxi scores. It's like Yang scores. It was Tyrese Maxi three point step back jump shot. Obi Toppin hits a three. Danny Green hits a three. James Harden hits a two. James Harden makes a little uh, free throw. It was fucking crazy. It was a. In, in like a six-minute period, they went from down six to up 13. Honestly, uh, that run, I, I appreciate them for going on that run because I was watching the game and, you know, because I, I want to see what Harden and Embiid look like. I don't care who they're playing, you know. Right. As, yeah. For the next couple of weeks, if they're on TV, I'm going to watch it. But I appreciate them for going on that run because once they go on that dominant stretch in the third quarter and seize hold of the game, yeah. I got to flip over to Bucks Heat and mm. watch that instead. Because as soon as Philly takes hold of the game, I go, okay, and that's over. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> what game. else do we have here? Yeah. And I got to catch a very good ending to Bucks Heat. Oh I know God. we're not talking about Bucks Heat, but that the ending there was amazing. Drew Holiday hits another game winner. Uh, so, yeah, I appreciate the Sixers for putting the, their foot on the gas early in the third so that I didn't have to waste time watching that all the way through. I'm going to go back and defend my boy James Harden real quick. I have been a quasi-76er fan, tormented by bad management, and I'm pretending like I've liked this team my whole life. And I've been a Daryl Morey fan, and I've been on this holdout for Simmons. Simmons a fucking bum. Simmons a fucking quitter. And all the talk was about how James Harden quit on his team. All the fucking talk. 37 minutes a game. All the talk. <laughs> and how he, you know, bad hammy, yada, yada. You know, Ben Simmons is still week to week with 21 games left. Okay, so I wasn't even going to take us here, but since we're here. Oh, we're here. How do, how do you feel about the fact that it looks like Ben Simmons is going to miss the matchup in Philly on March 10th? The, no shit Mind is. you, this, this man hasn't played for a whole season. You got, you got retired guys coming off the – Lance Stevenson is giving the Pacers 30 minutes a game right now. <laughs> Which but is ben, hilarious. <laughs> but Which Ben hilarious. Simmons can't get out there and play. So nah. how do you feel about the fact that he's without a doubt going to miss that Philly matchup? And I bet he plays three or four days afterwards. Here's really how I feel about it. Everybody was like, this change of scenery will help. Ben Simmons, the team put him down. We are talking about a man who wouldn't dunk the basketball. <laughs> dunk the basketball. We're not talking about something crazy here. A man who won't even pretend to take a three-pointer, a three-point shot. Meanwhile, he's got a teammate, Joel Embiid, who came into the league and has worked on every fucking part of his game and has gotten better every fucking year, considerably better every year. And that's from MVP consideration to MVP consideration. His teammate, Ben Simmons, goes to the Knicks, still week to week. What You weren't in shape? The dude would thought that he wasn't going to get traded. The dude thought he was just going to sit there. All year long. He's not even ready to play. Not being ready to play is insane. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, not being ready to play is insane. You, I mean, if you're not going to play, you at least got to stay in game shape, right? Now, the counter argument is they say he's dealing with mental health and this and that. And I guess you got to be careful because we don't know what he's actually going through. But. Sure. Get the fuck out of here Get when it comes to that Philly here. matchup. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> you, if he comes back after the Philly matchup, I mean, how 
We'll see, right? And I'm speculating wildly. But, like, it's not, you know, there are people that are like, oh, you you have a good point. Oh, let's not. It could be mental illness. and It entirely could be. But I'm just going to speculate because I'm going to look at the one side of the road and see where he's been. And then when I look at the other side of the road and it looks the same, I kind of take a step back and go, is it? <laughs> we'll see. But if he comes back after the Philly game, everyone's going to be like, so you literally got traded and then told him, I'm not playing in Philly. What? Kyrie doesn't play home games and you don't play away games. Great combo. Uh, Great combo. Yeah. You got to feel for KD. Oh, God, do you? Because KD's just a fucking baller. But, man, I mean, you get traded. Uh, I do feel bad for KD because all KD wants to really fucking do is win. And he doesn't want to play any of the fucking bullshit. He, it's disappointing for him. We'll see. I hope Ben Simmons gets himself together. And one day I hope Ben Simmons takes a jump shot. <laughs> but I don't fucking know. Hey, I'll happen. tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. This man better he better shoot a fucking three pointer in that Nets in that Nets uniform. He better shoot a three pointer in yeah, that Nets uniform. Yeah, he should. Here's the problem though. He's gonna shoot it and it's gonna clank off the very top of the backboard like a quarterback threw it, and he'll never touch the ball again. Bro, he'll, just keep shooting him. Just keep yeah, shooting him. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Like uh, they showed a video of Kyle Korver working with him on like shooting. And yeah, I'm and he's like, right in and right in front of the rim. Right in front of the rim. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Corver said, you know, I'm retired. And here's another thing about playing in shape. Just in shape. There are veterans, like you said, that have been keeping themselves in shape for the chance to play again. I don't know. This is like players two years after they've retired kept it together. I don't know. I don't know. So. I don't get it either, man. I do, I do not get it either. I think Philly's going to dominate. Uh, one quick thing: how about how hot are these East fi- like these East playoffs going to be? I think the West's going to be a little bit of a dud, but I think this East is going to be ridiculous. Yeah, uh, normally I'm a Western Conference kind of guy. You know, for yeah. for the last I don't know how many you know I don't know how many years I've been focused on the Western Conference, obviously because yeah. of the Lakers. But Lakers. this season, yeah. I find myself watching more of the Eastern Conference than I do the West. Like I'm catching every Philly game. I'm, I'm catching the Bucks as often as I can catch them. Lately, I've been into watching the Bulls more, uh, the Cavs. Like it, it's way more exciting over the over in the Eastern Conference. I mean, the first six seeds I want to say have a legitimate chance I think to make it to the Eastern Conference like you don't know what's going to happen over there in that conference and I I just can't wait I just really hope that we don't get some duds in the uh in the plan like right currently right now we have Toronto Brooklyn Charlotte and Atlanta in the plan you gotta assume that Brooklyn do we have to assume are we assuming that Brooklyn is gonna do it make it yeah you have to assume because I mean, when's thing. KD coming back? Because it's it's uh, even if right KD now they're only comes back. How is he going to stay healthy? Well, I mean, then that that leads us even further to the point: Are we sure that Brooklyn's going to make it? I think they will because the Hawks look like absolute piggy water, and the Charlotte Hornets can't stop literally anything. So you only have to beat one of those two teams in one game. If you have half a KD. 
you're probably going to be all right. Maybe Trey Young goes Super Saiyan and take him out. That would be hot shit. But Trey Young, Kyrie, firing it all, 42 apiece. I mean, it'd be hot. I mean, it's ugly, but it'd be hot. I don't know. That's true. I, I, I'm really looking forward to the Eastern playoffs in the West. I mean, I don't know. We're not going to talk about the Lakers. We're not even going to waste our <laughs> breath talking about it. Uh, <laughs> from the Pelicans. Pel- Matter of fact, okay, hold on. I do have something to talk about there. With the Pelicans, did you see the news that Zion uh, is ramping up on-court basketball activity finally? I, I, I think we finally found out what the injury was. Now, we knew that it was a foot injury, but I think there was a break or a fracture in the fifth metatarsal. So mm-hmm. his pinky toe, I believe, has a fracture. Okay. Uh, I think... Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you don't know, but I want to say that this is the same injury that Derrick Henry had. Mm, that is the same injury. If it was the, okay. that fifth metatarsal, uh, then it's that little pinky guy, which I'm like, just cut that thing off. <laughs> All right, so what do you think? One, give, give me a, a prediction. Give me two predictions here. One, do we see Zion before the season ends? God, you're telling me he's not napping in the middle of the day, huh? Uh, apparently he's getting ready to play basketball again. He's not napping in the middle of the day. I saw that call the other day. He called like one of his teammates and he was like laying in bed. I'm like, this is so funny. This 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 man is so funny. Um, New Orleans winners of three in a row since making that CJ McCollum trade. So is he enticed a little bit now? Does now he see, Oh, we might be able to sneak our way into the playoffs. This would be good for my brand. Get on the court in the playoffs. Highly anticipated return of Zion. Do we see him again? Is he back by the time they play in this playing tournament? I don't know, but I will make a different prediction based on that. If he returns, he will play for the Pelicans next year. If mm. he doesn't, it means he's committed to never playing for them again. That's bold. That's, That's bold. We got to remember that. We got to write that one down. That's how I feel. And they trade from a column, and they're going to end up. They just – that's how – if – if we are talking about a scenario where the player somehow had an injury, waited, the Pelicans were pissed off because he did it right up towards the start of the season so he wouldn't be ready. Then they were like, okay, he may be ready. Then we heard nothing at all for a very long time. And then it was, oh, we discovered the injury. It's this thing. Uh, I don't know. Does he come back? We've got J.J. Redick calling him out publicly saying, dude, you are being a horrible professional. You've got C.J. McCollum, a respected veteran for anybody, saying, I haven't talked to this man. I don't know. Like, is he injured? I don't know. Does anybody know? I don't, like, like really? What do you think here? Everyone has called this man out for being a non-participant. He's looked fat in every picture. I look fat in every picture. (laughs) <laughs> and 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 the reason is because he's fat and it's like so you're not playing you already have all these leg injuries you're overweight you're not talking to anyone on the team anyone in the front office and now we're like hey we're a playoff team come join us i don't know, I don't know. i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that we don't see him again this season I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm not ready to make the uh, the call that if he doesn't come back, then we'll never see him play in New Orleans. Although I think that that's a great call. And now that I'm thinking about it, I think you're right. But I don't think that he comes back. 
And it, I think it would be a little weird if he came back, like, right before the play-in. If you're New Orleans, you played this whole season without him, and now, you know, you, you scrap your way into the play-in tournament, and now this guy shows up? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't maybe know. maybe it's a case where, like, the media's got it wrong, and he is keeping in touch with the team and this, that, the other. You know, and in that case, then then I guess that there would be no ill will. I just think that if one of my coworkers showed up or uh, just randomly ditched us for the whole project all year, and then at the end when it's go time that we got to present it to the board or whatever, this guy shows up. I'm looking at him like, what the, well, what the fuck, guy? <laughs> yeah. You made me scrap and claw and blood, sweat, tears to get us here, and now you want to show up? I know. Like, you welcome him because what he brings to you. And the truth is, if he could join them, though, man. So, like, here's the thing. He, Zion joins the Pelicans. And let's say he's in playing shape somehow. But let's just say he is. The play-in, they've got to beat either the Clippers or the Lakers or the Timberwolves. They've just got to beat really one of them. I think they can do that. Oh, especially the Lakers. Yeah, and so I go, okay, so then you're in a first-round matchup. You're probably getting beat by the Suns. I think it would be a tough matchup for the fucking Grizzlies, and I think Golden State wouldn't have just a picnic with him either. So, I mean, they've got weapons. It would be Zion, McCollum, and, and Ingram, and they're all very different weapons. It's kind of weird, but they, they would somewhat function as a as a not a team that's going to ever get past, uh, you know, the first round, but they could probably take you to six or seven, and that's at least scary. I don't, that's the problem with coming back is it's like, yeah, I think they're a little better, but fuck. I mean, fuck. So I know I said that we weren't going to talk Lakers, and we're not, but I need to make a confession here. Yeah. Out of the four teams that are in this plane in the Western Conference, the Timberwolves, Clippers, Lakers, and Pelicans, the Lakers are the least or the, the last team that I want to see win that tournament. I'm not going to lie to you. I hate watching this team. I cannot stand watching this Lakers team. They're boring. They're slow. They're old. They don't care. They're not giving any kind of fucking effort out there. I can see it from the TV screen that these dudes don't want to play. So don't play then. Pack it up. Pack it up. I, I don't, I just, please don't even waste my time with the playing tournament. Pack yeah. it up. Pack it up and trade everyone. There's been a lot of, of news uh, and takes uh, all week from all kinds of Laker legends. And I think, uh, who was, was it, Magic Johnson? I don't remember who said it, but someone said, uh, if you trade LeBron James, uh, you're essentially securing the fact that you'll never land another star again. Oh, Shaq said that. Shaq said that. And I get where Shaq's coming from. For sure, I, I understand if you trade one of, you know, has an argument for greatest player of all time, definitely top three, top five player of all time. You trade him, that doesn't look good for the franchise. It, it's a bad look. But fuck that. Trade everyone. Trade everyone this offseason. I'm talking trade AD, trade LeBron, trade, if you could trade Westbrook, trade him, trade every, trade the coaching staff, you trade the, the, the training, everything. Everything. And I told you at the beginning yep. of the season that I'm starting to get to the point with the Lakers where I, I really don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, I'm, I'm the, the lust, the, the love is fading over the years. But for right now, the love is still there. And, and right now, you know, when the, the dog's sick and you just got to take the dog in and put him down, you don't want to do it. 
Yeah. But you just say, look, it's for your own good. We're going to take you. They're going to give you a little injection, and you're going to be up out of here. That's what needs to happen to the Lakers season at this point. We okay. need to take him into the office. We need to grab a little needle. We need to <laughs> put him down. We need to just put him down. It, it's time. It is funny to hear people talk about LeBron like that. But but I had an interesting conversation with my friends watching the game the other day. If we re- rewind two years ago and I said, hey, you get to start your franchise with one player, LeBron probably wasn't going to be your one pick, but most likely he was in your top five. Even because of his, even with his age, it was this is still a guy you'll win a championship with. So today, if I asked you that, two years later, where would you put LeBron in terms of young players you would start? Not young players, but players you would start your franchise with. Where are you putting him? LeBron James. All right, so I want to be careful not to be disrespectful here because this it's is obviously one of the greatest players of all time. Definitely a top three player I've ever seen in my life. Maybe top one. I, I don't know. I'll leave that debate for another day. Let me day. list players, and you tell me where you think he'll be. Okay. This is if I'm starting my franchise. You're starting today. your franchise. I'm going to list off names that I think you undoubtedly start before you go for Le- before LeBron. Okay? okay, hit me. Giannis. Yes. Joel Embiid. Yes. Jokic. Yes. Booker. No. Ooh, okay. Booker. Luca. Yes. Trey. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ja. Yes. DeRozan. No. Okay. So I think we're starting to level in. Uh, James Harden? Hey. James Harden's no spring chicken at this point. No, so I'm, I'm going to go with LeBron. I'm, okay. I'm going with LeBron there. Katie. But if you ask me, yeah. uh, Jason Tatum, I'll take Tatum. Tatum, Tatum's coming up. What about KD? Yes, give me KD. What about Zion? Fuck no, I'm not. I'm not gonna get any games out of him. Anybody else we kind of miss? But that's like twenty. Steph. Steph. I, I'll take Steph Curry. Steph. Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, you know, we're, we're like working towards twenty now. Like twenty teams in the. What about Anthony Edwards? Mm, Anthony Edwards is not ready for me to say yes yet but if i was feeling a little it it depends how crazy i was feeling that day if i was feeling crazy i might just (laughs) say fuck it and roll the dice on anthony edwards or Lamelo ball or Lamelo. who i was gonna bring up next so legitimately we just listed 18 to 22 teams players that means lebron james in the course of two years we have mentally moved him from a top five player you start a franchise with to probably 21 or 22 out of 30 out of what 28 teams now i will say that this is mainly due to his age you know like if we're talking about who are the top players like if i need to win one game today on march 3rd lebron james is in the top three still okay is he yes Okay. If, so who are if you, you put a gun to my head and say one you player in the NBA has to win you this game or or you're done, or it's over for you, 
yeah. I'm probably going to walk up to LeBron and say, hey, I need you to play this basketball game for me. Okay, let me see if, if he's third. Is Giannis in that list? I need to win one game? Yep. Yes. He was lethal in the finals. Yes, yes. Giannis is on my uh, – yes. What about The Luka? top three? Luca. He has fuck. been – what he managed to do against the Clippers was a feat. I know they lost, but that was Kawhi and Paul George, and he gave them both the work. Yeah, and honestly, he's done it back-to-back years. Back-to-back year. Now, they haven't made it out of the playoffs, but he's averaged like 34, 34-10-10 or some insane video insane. game numbers in, in both playoff series. So, uh, would I put my life on the line with Luka? No, because he's played in a Game 7 and lost before, and that's all I've seen. Okay. So, okay. I, I, I can't put my life on the line with Luka, but he's getting close. And I'm glad you that you took us here. Because that man, Luka Doncic, is playing right now like he's a top three player in the NBA today. Yeah. And he's got the Mavericks right now sitting in the fifth seed in the Western Conference. And they look good since trading uh, Porzingis. In the last 10 games, they're 8-2. and two. Most of those games are without KP. Um, Dimwitty is starting to look good. Now, we, we kind of shit on or I don't know if we shit on it on this show, but... Privately, I shit on the KP Spencer uh, Dimwitty trade because I thought that you could get a little more for Porzingis than another guard. But it, it's starting to look like it it might be okay. And they, the Dallas Mavericks suddenly have a three guard lineup. Three guard lineups are getting hot now. They're, they're in in the NBA right now. Um, but they have a pretty good three guard lineup with Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dimwitty, and. Uh, and I'm going to call Luka a guard, even though we, yeah. he's technically a forward, but he's their point guard. And so I, I really like that lineup for them. More importantly than all of that, the Dallas Mavericks are the number one defense in the Western Conference right now. <laughs> That's crazy, by the way. That's the nice. number one. We got to give Jason Kidd a hand. We got to give yeah. him two thumbs up and a pat on the back because he's he was a guy before the season. The Mavericks caught a lot of flack for switching out Rick Carlisle for Jason Kidd. A lot. Um, and I probably gave them some flack, too. I don't remember what my take was, but I know I wasn't thrilled for the Mavericks uh, when they made that hire. But he's got them playing fucking amazing defense. Number two defense in the NBA. Yeah. They're no one number one in the West. Defense. No one would say this. No, no. And so we, we say it every year over and over again. Defense wins championships. So if they're going to have an elite defense and then they have that ace in the hole with Luka Doncic, one of the five best players in the NBA as of March 3rd, 2022. Do we need to be taking them seriously as title contenders? Uh, do, do you think, where do you think the Maverick ceiling is? If not, <sighs> if the playoffs were to start today, it would be a first round matchup against the Utah jazz. I guess we'll start there. Do they make yeah, it out duh. of that series? They, they will. I think they will. Um, I think it's a decent matchup for the Jazz, but the truth is Luka's just going to shred the shit out of them. Like, Donovan Mitchell's one of those young players that we talk about that, like, we like. It's just not the same. Um, you know, actually, you know, to, earlier to that LeBron conversation, players we didn't mention in any way, shape, or form were uh, Damian Lillard, Kawhi Leonard, or uh, Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell... He did duel. Uh, who was he dueling? Well, Damian Lillard, like a couple years ago, where they both were going back and forth for like forty points or something like that. Right, um, right. 
But that's he's also had some duels against uh, the Nuggets and Jamal Murray. Yeah. Murray, that was yeah, it, one. yeah. So he can put it up. He, he shows up, up in the playoffs. He does. Uh, I just, I just, you know, how many years we got to watch the same Jazz team go into the playoffs, and we're like, you guys are going to get beat in the first <laughs> round, aren't you? And they're like, not this. Okay, we're done. And it's like, all right, that's what I thought. No, I'm not. Bad. It does feel that way with Utah, doesn't it? I feel the exact yeah. same way as you without before you even said anything. Like with the Jazz, it's like, okay, you got the best offense in the conference. Cool. Is it going to show up in the playoffs? Because it never shows up in the playoffs. Their offense never shows up in the playoffs. I don't really understand. Maybe I need to de- dig deeper into the X's nose and, and watch some more tape or, you know, what have you. But their offense never translates in the playoffs. When we get to the playoffs, it's normally Donovan Mitchell doing some insane shit. And the rest of the team just kind of is there. So I don't have any expectation that the Jazz are going to be able to make it very far into the playoffs and for that reason i would take the mavericks in that first round series so to keep this exercise going their next round would be against the phoenix suns barring an upset could they beat phoenix no (laughs) i like like devin booker chris paul back deandre ayton that's a good team 50 win team 50 wins eight and two in the last 10 that's a lot of them without paul uh, they have 50 wins. To put that in some perspective, the Miami Heat lead the Eastern Conference by a game and a half, and they have 41. They are seven games up on the Warriors. This is a very good team. I'm with you. I'm with you, and I think I agree. I wanted to make the case for the Dallas Mavericks maybe being able to make a sneaky finals run, but uh, I'm in alignment with you. I think once it gets to the Suns, it's kind of curtains for them. They could get all the way, though, if they could somehow slide into, like, if they can get into the four seed, they can avoid the Suns all the way and fight Golden State. Um, I will say this, though. Let me say this. They're not not doing that. They're going to get nuked, damn it. If Chris Paul isn't 100% back, then I think that there could be some upset potential there. But if Chris Paul's there, his hand's good, they're operating on 100%, firing at all cylinders, then no, I guess the the second round is where we cap out for the Mavericks here. And I think he'll be back by then, but we don't know. I mean, he, you know, how, how fast does he heal? You know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. He's an older guy. He's an older guy. There's no spring chicken. he breaks down all the time. Like, um, speaking of older guys, we, we threw disrespect on LeBron James's name, but I want to clear up something. LeBron James is the only player who's top five in minutes and points. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, none of it is LeBron James' fault in L.A. And and I don't say trade him because I think he's done or whatever. I, I say trade him because I think this version of this team is done, and you need to restock the cupboard. Right like, the cupboard is empty. The the cupboard is, not, is, is not barren. off track. it is fair we talked about this though we talked about this though all right go on with the Mavs sorry sorry to derail you no okay so the one thing I think that is that could be a little sneaky for their playoff run is if they slip one game and they just flip with the Nuggets now if they end up in that sixth seed I think things could get a little different here because now you're dealing with you're going to either have to play Golden State or Memphis in the first round which obviously you 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 want no part of that. I know that you, you want no part of that. You think that the, you know, you bring that up. Memphis, I think they could beat Luka. Memphis. That's an interesting matchup. 
Yeah, that, that's where I was ja? kind of going with it. Uh, mm. And I think Ja wins that matchup. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I misspoke. I think Luca wins that matchup. Yeah. It, and now Luca, this is going to be his third playoffs. You know, he, he knows what it's like. He knows the yeah. environment. He, he knows what he's in for. None of these Memphis Grizzlies have ever sniffed playoff minutes before. This is probably going to be the, the first playoff visit for like 80% of their roster. Shoof. There's some upset potential. And if that's the series we get, if we get Mavericks Grizzlies, I'm probably hot. putting my money on Dallas. I'm not going to lie. I think to I you. might too. That's hot, though. I didn't even think about this matchup. I've been so locked in on the Timberwolves versus uh, Memphis. But you're actually right. Getting a Luka versus Ja, I, you, we made like the last seven minutes of every game is going to be absolutely glued to the television Two lights out players firing their best shot over and over and over that would be hot as shit i'm rooting for that over almost everything that is hot good call right. out that's a great find i said that grizzlies timberwolves was the series i needed but i lied i need that dallas versus memphis series that could be so juicy seven games of that I'm glued to the couch every night. And if the, if the NBA dares to put that on NBA TV, we riot. We riot. If, Do not put that matchup on NBA TV. Save NBA TV nah, for whoever the Jazz are playing because nobody cares. Nobody cares. I mean, look, Ja and Luca go on primetime. I mean, over the Phoenix Suns, over the Golden State Warriors. If it's... I mean, in the West, those are the only two teams, if they're playing each other, that should be that, – that that you cannot flex that out in any way. That has to be it. You have to put that on television every time. How could you not? How could you not? No, Ja versus Luka needs to be the primetime matchup. Give me that – I need that on ABC at, at 3 p.m. on Sunday. I need that on TNT on the Thursday, 8 p.m. Like, don't yep. don't play with me. The whole country. Adam Stern, or Adam Stern. <laughs> Adam Silver better not play with his pockets because this is the way that you get, you know, this is the way you pick up fans. You, yep. you got John Morant at 23 years old. You got Luka at 20. I think he's 22 or 23. Like, these are the futures of the league. The league should be having a wet dream about the possibility of getting seven games of that. I think they are, and I think they're going to put it up there. How, I mean, how could you not? You, you're you going to do that over most of the other players. Everyone wants to see Ja. Everyone wants to see Luka. If you get them together, you got to put that on. You got to put it in lights. I mean, that's the new that's new showtime. That That's lights right there. I'm with you. So we got one more conversation here. We got one more topic that we need to hit before we wrap it up for this week. And it comes or it starts with an apology from me. <laughs> I need to apologize because before the season started, there were rumors, Matt. There were rumors that the Lakers were interested in a California kid, a kid that came from Compton, kid that grew up in L.A., idolizing Kobe and the Lakers. There were rumors that he was interested in joining up in L.A., and the Lakers just weren't interested. And honestly, I applauded this. I applauded yeah. it. I said, yep. good, he's not a good fit. I, I don't really see where they were going with that. Uh, you know, I, I was not a fan of the potential move. And now I look like a fucking idiot because <laughs> DeMar DeRozan looks like, and we spoke about him a little bit earlier when we were talking about MVP, but DeMar DeRozan has the Bulls sitting a game and a half out of first place in the Eastern Conference, first place. 
first place. Yeah. How many people do you know that predicted the Chicago Bulls to be a home court advantage team? in the playoffs this season. Now, I did call them my league pass team of the year before the season. Yep. I expected yes, them did. to be a playoff team. I didn't expect this, though. No. And and DeMar DeRozan is the engine. He's the, the, the fucking spoon that stirs the pot. Like, he's the guy over there. And so I, I got to apologize to DeMar DeRozan. I told, I told the world that the Lakers adding him would be a waste of time. Little did I know the Lakers were – already on their way to wasting all of my time so (laughs) (laughs) it's so better it's so funny tell me the chicago bulls demar Derozan. we're gonna assume that they get lonzo caruso they get the whole crew back by the time the playoffs start before we get out of here i need you to tell me do the chicago bulls have a realistic chance of making it out of the eastern conference or is this just a cute regular season story and the time is gonna you know the the jig is up once the playoffs start Okay, I don't know if they make it out of the first round. Ooh, okay. <laughs> this is right, okay. So let's just play this out. Season ends today. Mm-hmm. First matchup, Toronto Raptors, Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets win in a one game. All right, Chicago Bulls first round, Brooklyn Nets. That is the worst case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> that's today. Like, that's it. Th- well, Katie's not playing yet. But in a week, when Katie's back, that would be today. And that's my whole thing here. Now, you know what we're headed for? Milwaukee Bucks at 38 and 25. They're right up there with them, too. And so are the 76ers. The 76ers could get the Nets in the very first round. The Chicago Bulls could get them in the first round. I'm not sure. The Chicago Bulls, I don't think, are capable of beating Philadelphia, Miami, the Bucks, or the Nets. If they get any of them in the first round, I don't think they can win. I think they can beat teams like Cleveland. Beat up on, like, uh, Toronto. Maybe the Celtics. I just don't see it, man. Not a believer. I'm with you. Uh, I think I'm. So what what you're saying is that they're going to be matchup dependent. It's going to depend on who they're playing. They're not by any means a lock to go anywhere in the playoffs. Is that right? 100%. Like that. Like I... This is where that idea that there's this cool idea that the NBA should allow the player, the teams to pick who they're playing in the first round. Mm -hmm. And it would be great when the Heat were like the Bulls. (laughs) They're like, ah, just give us the Bulls. I don't want to deal with the, I don't want to deal with the, or they probably go Raptors. Actually, they go Cleveland Raptors and the Bulls though. I mean, let's, let's say that that's a real world. Just let's say you're Miami and you get to pick which team you're playing. Isn't asking for the number two seat is crazy, but I see your point for sure. It's I, not I, too <laughs> far off. I mean, I I'd rather go two than eight, which is the Nets. I'd rather go two than the Celtics. That's give a fact. I, I can't argue with any of this. Give it, me the you're Cavs, right. Give me the Raptors. So you know, can they get out? I don't know. I just ranked them six out of eight. <laughs> like you know, like it's, it's disgusting. Basketball is disgusting. I'm telling you this so. I'm going to be eaten against whoever Cleveland plays. I'm going to be eaten against whoever the Bulls play. I'm going to be eaten against whoever the Raptors play. And and I'll be pissed off if the fucking Bulls and Raptors play each other. That <laughs> I get to eat none of the three meals I'm planning. I dropped them on the way to the table. That would I'm sitting there just with an appetizer. You just know we're going to get Bulls-Raptors. I know. It's going to irritate me so much. That's I'll, I'll the probably, NBA TV series. 
Yes. Oh, yes. That'll be the savior. All the good games will get to stay on because we'll get that doo-doo caca. Um, but they'll want the Chicago Bulls in prime time because they're the fucking Bulls. Damn it. Uh, well, I don't know. All I know uh, is that I do agree with you just because the Bulls, I like the Bulls. They're a good regular season team, and we'll see when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, and maybe we can't judge the numbers too much because two of their best defenders, Lonzo and Caruso, their best perimeter defenders have been gone for months now. Uh, so maybe the numbers, we can't look at them too closely. But from where I'm sitting, the Bulls are good but not great on both sides of the ball. Like, they're an okay defense. Yep, yep. They're an above-average offense, but they're not an elite offense. So That's how I look at them. What, you know, what, where, where's your calling card? Where are you going to hang your hat when the playoffs start, you know? That's, that's where I get hung up there. You, The thing that I agree with you on is if, if they get in there, who, like, who's Gerard DeRozan? I know he's really good, but, like, We've seen DeRozan in the playoffs before. It's it, being hesitant is fair because yeah, we've I seen so. we've seen it. I think so. They're currently playing the Hawks right now. I have it on in the background uh, in a close game with the Atlanta Hawks, who are currently what the tenth seed in the East. Yeah. So it's hard for me to get real excited about them, but. I don't. Know, I just wanted to hear your take on it. I, I, I don't think that their offense is going to be good enough to get past some of the better teams in the NBA. So I think you're right. They're, they're going to be matchup dependent in the playoffs. But I mean, DeRozan deserves some MVP votes. Maybe not a win, but he definitely deserves to get a couple votes over there. And they've been the surprise team of the year. Yeah, they they are definitely the surprise team of the year. I mean, the fucking two seed. What'll be really funny is if Milwaukee and the 76ers pull it together and, and the Bulls end up like right around the fourth or fifth. And it's like, okay, this makes more sense. I mean, th- yep, you there's know, still 20 you, some games left. A lot do of movement. You know what separates them from the play in? Uh, I'm, I, well, I have the, the standings pulled up. So about four yeah. games. Three games. <laughs> three games. Three. With 21 to go, they're three games from the play in. But it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. I'd bank more on them coming back to earth than I'd bet them fucking floating in the clouds. I mean, uh, if DeMar DeRozan's going to do what he's been doing for the next like month or two, then maybe we need to reassess some things. But Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, when, you, when you're on a streak that has you breaking, or again, close to Michael Jordan... And, and you're breaking Wilt records. And, I know. You know when, it is disgusting. Anytime that you bring up the name Wilt or you bring up the name Michael Jordan and, and you passing or being close to either of them, yeah. you're doing some historic shit. So, you, I don't know. Maybe are. he's going on an all-time run that we don't see coming. It is nuts. Um, I mean, I'm just not going to believe it. Sorry. I'll wait. I'll wait it out. I'll wait it out and I'll lose my money if I have to. <laughs> okay well i hope you don't lose any money but i i think we're good do you, do you have anything else right now we got a juicy celtics grizzlies matchup on tnt so i think we both yeah, need to get to that get into that take us home who want to bet us that we don't touch letters, stack cheddars forever, live treacherous, all the etceteras, to the death of us, me and my confidants, you shine, you feel the ambiance, y'all niggas just rhyme, 
Body ounce though accumulates like snow We don't just shine, we illuminate the whole show You feel me? Factions from the other side would love to kill me Spill three quarts of my blood into the street Let alone the heat Fuck em, we hate a nigga loving his life In all possible ways, no defense is bugging my life Hospital days reflecting when my man laid up On the uptown high block, he got his side sprayed up